Shut up and sit down. Boom. What's happening, Trinity? How are you? Another day, man. Another day. Exactly. Welcome, everybody. This is the Couch Live. Well, it's the Couch Live edition of Dope and Dharma is what it is here. Uh, live for you here on uh, Facebook Live. And, of course, we're on WOKB 1680 and 100.7 FM in the Orlando, Florida area, if you're in that area. If not, you're watching it probably via YouTube. You're watching it uh, Facebook Live. Trinity, how else are they probably? I, well, you just pretty much said them all other than um, any of your major podcasting platforms. Okay. And Twitch. I don't know. I don't know if you mentioned Twitch or not, but I did not. I did not. Well, then right. there you go. That's what I'm here for. Oh, there you go. I'm twitching a little bit. I have uh, fulfilled my role because I have yet to ever go to Twitch. I still I don't have the app or I'm assuming it's an app, right? It's an app. Uh, it's a platform. It's mostly okay. gaming, but uh, people yeah. do shows and stuff on there as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I have yet I've yet to even get curious enough to, I guess, download it, check it out. But you're an elitist, I, so I get it. Is that what it is? So it is. <laughs> Or just old? <laughs> a little bit both. That's, a that's bit what both. you really want to say, right? Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, The Couch Live. Been on since 1999, people. So uh, it's been quite a while, quite a few, quite a lot of days we've been on and uh, doing this. And uh, it's 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 been fun. I've been on all different kinds of platforms, I guess. I, I right? What a transition, if you think about that, right? Like, started out on, like, local like TV slash radio. Right. right. Then it moved to... Uh, internet radio and then right. moved to a different studio internet radio right. yeah. now like it's just uh it's interesting the the evolution of it all would have never guessed it i would have never i would have never known that the internet portion of this whole deal would have been bigger than radio yeah. i would have never guessed that I mean, you, you I, know speaking of that i don't remember the last time i listened to a radio like i don't even remember like, real like in your car you don't listen to radio Mm-mm. no i listen to itunes on my phone i saw you uh wok beers just know i listen WKB, 1680 AM, then maybe even seven, sometimes 100.7 FM. Yeah. Well, apparently yeah. I'm not their demographic then. Yeah, because <laughs> you're not listening? No. You I, I don't even, like I said, I don't remember last time I even turned the radio on. Like, I don't even think I have a radio in my home, which is weird, right? Because, like, as a kid, wow. that was, like, the big deal was to have that boom box wow. thing next to your, you know, the yeah. three-piece thing. That, like, I fought so hard to get. And now I don't even think I have, I don't think I have a way to listen to the radio in my home. Uh, that's uh that's interesting right there that's real interesting uh well i i do and and all the time so when was the last time you listened to a cd oh now that's different i i, I don't remember it's that same i don't even like you know remember- probably probably when we when i had a, a record label and we actually printed them <laughs> probably, right. probably back then <clears throat> yeah i don't remember the last time i let alone purchased a cd i don't yeah. remember the last time i actually had like oh man a cd i want to listen to and put it into my like I yeah. just I don't remember it was years e- easily. Yeah, I you know what I like about that is that you don't have to take them with you. There's no clutter in the car of tapes <laughs> or yes. CDs and, and yeah, all that. yeah. But whatever. Anyway, uh, it's great weekend. It's recovery month is just about over. Trinity, recovery month has yeah. been happening all month. Uh, don't want to exclude uh Hispanic Heritage Month or as some people like to say Latino Heritage Month. Either way. You got to say it, you know, for some reason. Is it in October? It's it's mid-September to mid-October. So you, you, like a little, you get your own month. You have to share months? 
Yeah, we can't even get our own month, apparently. Wow. I told you, Latinos are the number one disrespected minority out there, despite what everybody thinks. Are you serious? I thought it was all of October. I didn't realize it was half no, of... No, wow. we don't even we don't even get a specific wow. month. Okay. No. Okay. Not only are we never represented on television, uh, you know, we have to have our own television stations. We have to have our own radio stations. We have to speak Spanish in order to get attention. Um, people act like they don't want us here, but they don't want to do our jobs. Are you are you playing the violin? Is that no, what you're I'm doing? just no, I'm just listening. I'm just saying it for the people of radio. They don't see you <laughs> yeah. on radio, right? Yes. So the radio people didn't notice that. that I was just Mr. I was playing you a sad song, man. Mr. <laughs> Irishman is is Viking, the Irish Viking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I have no Irish in me, which is weird. Yeah, what are you then? You did the twenty three in me. What are you? Yeah, it's mostly like uh, North, whatever, uh, Northwestern European, which is like all the Scandinavian Viking countries. You can't be more specific. You got to talk to us. Like, I got to know what Scandinavian is. Uh, it's a bunch of them. It's like that Take whole section. Sixth grade. I got to go back to sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a country. Darn it. Uh, well, there's there's Norway. There's uh, what else is up there? Sweden. Denmark, Sweden. Like, yeah. Basically, Europe, Northwest. All that general <laughs> area up there. That's where my, uh, I have zero like African in me, which is weird because you got like what? Four percent. Six percent. Six percent African. Six percent um, West African. Yeah. The funny part, though, about that whole thing, and, and yeah. I'm probably going to get in trouble for mentioning this. Right. My whole life. Oh, here goes your mom. You're going to upset your mom. <laughs> I know no, you're going to upset your mom. I'm, Go for it. I, Tell, probably shouldn't I know what you're going to say. No, I know what you're going to yeah, say. My whole life, right. my mother has bragged about, talked about, oh, and, and, and just included in numerous conversations yeah. of our Indian heritage. <laughs> um, and then when 23 came out, we have exactly zero zero heritage uh zero now it could be argued yeah. and it has been that yeah. uh, those things are inaccurate when it comes to native american because it's hard to try to blow. oh uh, really yeah i don't know if i'd agree with that when i looked it up actually there was because uh, um yeah you know you know who's saying it's inaccurate a bunch of white people who thought they were indian <laughs> <laughs> yeah but well, doesn't everybody think they have any men though even black well, people like i didn't i actually didn't <clears throat> i actually yeah. didn't i didn't think i did and you know and my wife is the same i did marry you know for, for all intents and purposes i married a white woman too and she and she also thought she was part native american <laughs> you know does, yeah. yeah like all white people do and then i get mine thinking i have zero native american right i thought i was I was going to see what 90%, you know, Latino and Italian. Yeah, but you're stuff. from Mexico. Well, there's a party that's from Mexico. So I would assume was it the Mayans? No, but yeah, but, but 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 look at us though. We're very light skinned, you know, we're very European looking. Right? That's racist. Yeah, I am. Uh, but yet 14% Native American. <laughs> Holy crap, 14% yeah, that high. Wow. I'm 14% Native American and wow. 6% African. So clearly I'm 20% of somebody better pay me some money. <laughs> Dude, you know, right. let me uh, wow. let me have at least a craps table or something right <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i need a slot machine i can't believe it's that high yeah. wow yeah 20 percent total wow. uh if you if you mix those two up together the rest is all you know exactly where i felt yeah, the mediterranean everything. i'm all spanish no 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 it's, uh, it's all spanish and right you know um you know that that it, that it, i can't say italian it, it, corsican which we knew sicily which we knew those areas that's it right. yeah sure. we knew that but uh but yeah apparently yeah. we came we came direct and then we we came to say you know i'm a little lonely you want to <laughs> you know do a little something <laughs> and right. that's what happened so anyway uh but anyway recovery month and, and it's been good man i was busy all weekend you you got out of it trinity you've been getting out of these recovery months. i have this I whole do, month I has been 100 didn't even know we just had one 
So we did the recovery walk at Lake Yola this past weekend. Thank you very much, everybody, for coming up. Judge Lattimore came out. And Judge Lattimore is amazing. I love Judge Lattimore um, for who she is as a judge. You know, I know there's at least one person out there going, Judge, did you just say you love a judge? I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, because because it's a very difficult position. You're in a position to pass judgment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, literally, yeah. it's in the yeah. name, right? Yeah. So it, 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 Trinity, when we're in a time in a world where it's like you're not supposed to pass judgment. No, we have a job position on Earth that their whole entire duty is to pass judgment based on what we what you know the facts that get presented mm-hmm. right and and i know that that many of us have forgotten that we're innocent to proven guilty i know that many of us have, for, have forgotten that right yeah. i think i think uh it's very common nowadays for if someone on the other side of you gets in trouble you automatically assume guilt but when it's someone on your side oh you want innocent until proven guilty all of a sudden. oh yeah 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 we're, we're so biased when it comes to that. And yeah. I mean, our hypocrisy is ridiculous when it comes to that. Well, that's why we um, don't rule based upon the court of public opinion. Right. right? You're right. Public, the public is so hypocritical. And, and, and at least I admit, stand up and says, I know I'm hypocritical. I know that, that if, if I, I, I see something and hear something a certain way, I, I, I do initially rush to a type of judgment. And, and at least it does play a, a, a it plays a role in what I think in the end. Sure. But it doesn't mean, that, but I try to stay objective to say, okay, but what other facts may exist that I don't see prior to the video starting, prior to when people started talking, prior to the whatever the media spin right. is saying, or prior to whatever the emotions of the day are, because our emotions play a great deal. Of it. <laughs> yeah, but think? what I like about this particular judge, and many of them, it's, it's, a, it's a judge that, that is working in the problem courts, in the problem-solving courts. So you're talking about veterans, you're talking about um, the drug court system. You're talking about people that need a second chance or need an additional understanding or maybe some help so that they don't get stuck in the system. And as we all know, drugs and alcohol can get you stuck in a system that you can never get out of. <laughs> yeah. You know, traditionally, I mean, look, if you look like when I was a kid, like judges used to get, this, this is what judges did for drug and alcohol problems when I was a kid. Uh, you ready to strap on and go into the army? Because if you go in the army, I can let you off right now. Wow. It was that kind of deal. That's how deals got made back in the 70s, right? Then as the 80s came in, they didn't need you no more, really. You know, we were farther removed from from Vietnam, so they were thinking, "Ah, I guess we're not going to really need everybody like we have. So that deal's gone. Now you just go to jail. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and then, then, you know, uh, drug courts came out in the 2000s areas, and and they've become more popular. We've had so many great successes with it that it's great to have Orange County, Judge Lattimore, Orange County, doing a great job in the drug court system. So thank you very much uh, for her for coming out. Uh, you're speaking to a lot of the attendees, and there was a lot of attendees at Lake Yola. Now, now some of you were at Lake Yola, Lake Yola for another thing, and I didn't tell you about this, Trinity, so you're going to get laughed at this. Uh-oh. So we're on one side of the lake at the band show, right? On the exact other side of the lake, what event do you think was happening on that side of the lake? Uh, the the most ironic thing would be something involving alcohol. Close. That would be. That would be it the was most a cannabis, thing. a cannabis kind of fa- a cannabis festival. <laughs> That's awesome. So, <laughs> so <laughs> That's we're on awesome. one side of Lake. We're on one side of Lake Eola celebrating recovery. I'm with all good brothers, by the way, who right here on WOKB. 
AM, right? The All Goods, All Good Entertainment was in the house. They were playing the music. They were with us on stage as always. And 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 on our side, you know, we're talking about recovery. We're talking about changing your life. We're talking about you know, living life on life's terms. And and you know, uh, we can do the right thing and we can be good, productive citizens. And then on the other side, there's there's people just waiting for the cannabis convention to start. And this was a uh, uh, our our walk run, right, where they actually had yeah. to go and walk. Through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I said is, when you start walking, so I'm on the stage, right, and I'm saying, when you go, please make it back. How many of them came back with little pamphlets? About <laughs> I, I I saw none. Of, I was expecting at least ten people not to return. I was expecting at least ten people to get diverted, right? But then what I was also expecting is that people would be sitting in our audience thinking that we're their event and right. it'll take how long do you think it'll take somebody stone out of their mind to realize wait a minute this isn't the right convention <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute man they, yeah they're probably they were clapping enjoying the music all good entertainment is playing they were all enjoying it and then they realized wait a minute man <laughs> it smells different on this side of the lake <laughs> you know right? it's just That's a whole funny. different vibe but anyway i kind of like the symbolism of that though, if i'm honest hey man i'm okay with it yeah. I'm okay. Well, it, it kind of falls in line with what we're talking about today about recovery and stuff, right? Like, because yeah. I think, uh, um, and, and I'm I'm kind of guilty of it to an extent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mine's more personal than it is, but like, um, I, I think there's this this notion on either side of the of the aisle when it comes to recovery, right? That um, there's people that either think that if they're in recovery, then the rest of the world should kind of bend the knee, right? And like take away any temptations and kind of accommodate that. Mm. And then there's the other part where a lot of people feel like, Hey, you know what? Let me not participate in certain things to remove temptation. Like, let me be, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm, that's the part I'm guilty of, right? Like okay. that's part of the reason why I stopped drinking in the first place was hanging around so many people in recovery. I just felt kind of weird. And then, mm. um, and, and then it just kind of became a thing, right? Where now I'm actually yeah. kind of proud. It's been, I don't even know, man. It's five, six, seven. I don't even know how long it's been. Wow, got to get um, you a, a medallion. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know my date, right? I just know it was a long time ago. Right, right, right. <clears throat> but, um, but regardless, so to me, I think that that's ironic because it kind of shows that, you know, on one half, you have people who are using a substance uh, that some people just can't use while others mm-hmm. can. And then on the other half of it, you got people who are trying to, to uh, step away from substances and change their lives. And they're all kind of harmoniously, you know, utilizing the same facilities at the same time and everything's yeah. cool. So it's like, you know, it's just a weird microcosm, right. Of how recovery is everywhere around you and, and like it's possible and, and kind of just, it's happening, which is cool. You know, and, and you know what, I was sober before sober was cool. Uh, you know, because uh, <laughs> at one time it wasn't right. At right. one time we wouldn't hear about it. Everybody was anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then and then, you know, I love giving credit to the LGBTQ community that kind of made coming out okay. And so I say we as recovering addicts needed to come out. We need to not live in a closet. Forget your gender stuff living in the closet, man. I think we needed to come. There's more of us. And we were all in the closet. There's millions and millions and millions of us. And we come in all shapes, sizes, all colors, all creeds, mm-hmm. all races. We're not, we're not, we're not bound by skin color we're not bound by religion we're not bound by gender we come in every form rich poor whatever and yet we were all living in the closet and so the beautiful thing about where we're at today in recovery is that you if you want to be anonymous for your particular program that's fine 
but for many of us, we love to recover out loud, and that's fine too. And if you want to recover out loud and let people know, look, you don't just have to talk about me when I'm getting arrested. You don't have to just talk about me <laughs> when I'm doing foolishness. You could talk about me when I'm being celebrated for being a good dad, a good mother, you know, yeah. a good member of society, a contributor to society that, that that for some reason in today's world, we we seem to bash contributors of society. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't get it yet, but. Yeah. We seem to get a lot of bashing of people that contribute to society just for thinking differently. Uh, but all contributors should be, uh, you know, applauded. Well, well the anonymity, I think, is interesting, right? Because I, I wish I could stay, say after all these years that we've been doing this right. that I, I, I get it and I'm cool with it. But I'm, I'm still not. Like, right. I think the anonymity hurts the movement, helps the individual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think as a movement. I think you guys struggle with anonymity because more people aren't out there professing it. Right. But it helps the individual because there is still stigma attached to where if you do right. come out, then you very well could be treated differently, which yeah. even in and of itself, I think is awfully kind of weird. Right. Like if you think about yeah. in today's society, it's like the opposite, right? Like if, if uh, I remember back in the day that there were politicians who were very, very anti LGBT gay community. Right. Right. And then right. somebody within their family came out as gay. Right. Next thing you know, they get it and they start changing their votes and their patterns and they're all okay mm-hmm. with it because they had somebody in their life that they experienced it. To whereas with uh, drugs and alcohol, <clears throat> now this is anecdotal, but it, it appears on face value to be the exact opposite. Right. You're like very pro anybody who has a substance issue and, and you're fighting for them and you think, hey, you know, they have a substance issue. You need to, you know, pay attention to that. Unless it happens to you and your family, then all of a sudden you're very angry and very anti. Like, yeah. that's not an excuse. It's like a weird dynamic with all that. Yeah, it can go in so many. There's no yeah. there's there's no one way to paint it. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, there's a lot of people out there listening right now that uh, they've been hurt by somebody yeah. that suffered from a substance use disorder. Right. So so for them. They feel like I don't care if the person gets clean, sober, or whatever. I'm never forgiving that person. Yeah. That person hurt me, and and you have a right to feel whatever way you want to feel. That's I can't tell you how to feel towards that person. That if that person abused you, hurt you, changed the, the the course of your life, you you have a right to feel like that. However, what we like to talk about is two things. Number one, that person can still recover. They may not be a person for you in your life in the future, but they can be somebody for someone else. And yeah. in their future, you know, a whole different world for them. Number two, forgiveness helps you. Your anger doesn't. Now you could take that same frustration and learn how to maybe navigate a little bit differently, trust a little bit differently. But for some of you, you took it too far. You've taken it to never trusting people ever again. You took it to anyone that looks, sounds, smells, anything like that person you just have this utter hate and that's the kind of stuff that we as humans we get in trouble as a population when we generalize when we overgeneralize and it's weird right because when we're on one side of the generalization we say you shouldn't judge me because of that you should never judge me because of my skin color my religion my race my gender blah, blah. but then when it comes to someone else on the other side again 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 the hypocrisy like I said, it's always judging you. Team. We judge you because your skin color, because yep. your race, because your religion, because your height, because your weight, whatever. We this we're human hypocrites. Yep. And I have say I have say. It's okay. 
but let's acknowledge it. Yeah. So what what hurts mental health issues, including substance use disorders, is there's a lot of stigma attached to it. And let me tell you something. You may understand how you feel about it, but it doesn't mean you understand it. And you may have it, and you may still not understand it. Right? Like, yep. I drive a car every day, and yet I can't fix it. So... I only understand certain aspects of the vehicle. And my vehicle actually has gauges that try to educate me. I just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it has warning signs. I, whatever. <laughs> right. Right. It's got little quirks to it that it tries to tell me, hey, and I still go, yeah, whatever. Like I had a low air in one of my tires, and I made the vehicle wait until it was convenient for me. You're in Florida. You're always going to have that. I'm just saying, I, Car, I appreciate you telling me that you're that one of your tires are low, but you're gonna have to wait till it's convenient for me. Now, if we do that for a vehicle, Trinity, oh yeah, if we do that for our home, what do you think you actually do to your own body and brain <laughs> where you don't even have gauges? There's no gauge. Well, I don't well, have a you gauge. Do, metaphorically, no, no nobody's walking around with a personal gauge. Yeah. We've had to invent all kinds of machinery to try to tell us something. Yet still, we don't we don't know. Like, could you tell me right now, you know, without the use of a machine, what your current body temperature is precisely? Hot? No, you could give a good guess. <laughs> I'm hot. Blood pressure. Yeah. Uh, but then get even deeper because we can create machines for that that are pretty quick. But we think they're correct. We don't know. Right. But. You know, what is your platelet count right now, Trinity? What is your white blood cell? Now, 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 try to get deeper and deeper and deeper. Not to go to your brain cells and say, at this moment, what is the exact count of how many brain cells are actually firing when you think about this certain process? And really? 12. We're, we're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me, much less. But we're on autopilot. So the little bit that we can control is what we celebrate in recovery. That little bit that we can't do something about. See, I can't. I can't tell you. How once I put something in my system, how my system is going to take that and use it. Now, some of you may think you're in control of how your system processes chemistry, but you're not. I know so many of you that aren't alcoholics and drug addicts, you go, I would never let myself get out of control like that. I like to control things. I wouldn't take things that take, out, take me out of control. No, you've tried all these things that drug addicts tried. You've tried all the things alcoholics haven't tried, but your system processed it differently. And another thing that may have occurred, it probably didn't open up a Pandora's box in you of trauma that you may have. If you do have trauma and didn't become a drug addict or alcoholic, you processed this trauma very differently than somebody else. And you didn't have 100% control over how you did that. You think you did, but you don't. And the same thing with chemistry. I can eat potato chips, but I can't tell the potato chip where to go. Because if I could, I would tell the potato chips, look, you can come in. But I need you to vacate the premises in the morning. Can we agree that you 100% vacate the premises in the morning? Because I can't let you stick around. If you stick around, I'm going to get, you know, too chubby in certain areas, and I don't want that. I can't do that. I have no control over that. All I have control of is putting that potato chip in my system with the knowledge that once I put it in my system, it's 100% up to an entire process that I have no ability to control. It's out of my control at that point. So take that into account, everybody. Once you drink alcohol, it's up to your body how to process that alcohol, not you. 
once you put any drug in your system, any chemical in your system, it's up to your system how to control that, not you. And it's up for you. It's up to us to be very honest with ourselves in relation to what's truly happening. And that's where we get into problems, Trinity, because I've already started the show with saying we're hypocrites. <laughs> right. There's always yeah. somebody worse than you. Right. Sure. Always. Of course. Right. There's always somebody meaner than you. There's always somebody nicer than you, better looking than you, taller than you, fatter than you, skinnier than you, anything than you. You're not the the one of anything. And There's yet, nobody more me than me. I don't know about that. <laughs> Just try to be contrarian. That's a that's a that's a good hypothesis, but. Sure. I, I think right now there's an alien somewhere saying eh, he doesn't know. Right, body <laughs> He doesn't know. <laughs> the real me is up in a spaceship somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We have him in the purest form. He's already altered that one. We have that exact genetic yeah. composition ready to go again, like in another year. He's not due to be born in another year, but we'll see how it goes then. But 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 he can think whatever he wants. Well, see, talking about uh, um, recovery month, right? Like, uh, yeah. not to switch gears, I guess, but there's certain things that come into my head that I just I wanted to say. So, okay. we'll uh, we'll transition to that however we can. But um, the thing for me with recovery that that I find puzzling is a couple of things. Number one is the this notion that people aren't like super proud of it as they should be, right? The anonymity thing—that's what bothers me. Is like mm-hmm. somebody beats cancer, they can't wait to tell the world. Right. And, and, oh, I'm going to piss some people off. <laughs> you didn't beat cancer. Right. Like yeah. your doctors came up with a good plan to like take medication and go do chemo. Now, granted, you went through it and everything else. And, and I commend anybody to do that. But like you, you it was very passive. Right. You kind of just followed the directions. Whereas with addiction, you kind of have to beat that, right? Like you have to like, actively make decisions on a daily basis to avoid things that are going to be detrimental to your life. So you, in, in theory, you actually, you beat that. Now, granted, you had a team of people around you supporting you and, and giving you a path to get there, mm. but you had to walk that path every single day. And I think that that's something to be proud of. Like, huh. heck yeah, man. That, that, when you see people in the depths of addiction and how low it can go to then see where they're right. like, whoa, yeah, like, wow, that's something you should be proud of, right? Um, and then the, the second thing that comes to my mind, and this is just, once again, anecdotal, maybe I've been blessed to be around some really good people, I guess, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I've noticed in my own life, and this is going to sound so weird for those of you who don't interact in this circle, some of the most well-adjusted, healthy people I meet are in recovery, mm. right? Like I meet people who look down on addicts and, and make fun of them or talk trash about them or whatever. But when you when you take a deep dive into their own life, there's so many things about them that are sabotaging every relationship and their own life. It just you really need help, dude. Like you have not recovered from your trauma and, and you're screwing your life up. But yet they're judging this other person who has a history of, of drug abuse or alcohol. And, and granted, they might have done some terrible things. But when you look at them now, and I don't mean just sober, I mean recovery, right? Like, I don't mean just abstaining and not doing it. I mean, uh-huh. recovery, doing the work and kind of healing yourself, right? Those individuals, when I talk to them, I'm so impressed. Like, some of the people I admire the most are in recovery. And I don't admire them necessarily just because they're in recovery, mm-hmm. but the byproduct of that, meaning the brutal honesty they have, the, the how self-aware they are, how humble they can be. Like, it's just impressive, right? And so it's like... 
I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I, I really think like everybody should go through the steps, man. Like, I don't think it should be just an, uh, an addiction type thing because I just see the, the after effect when they come out and right. it's like, if you do it right, you know what I mean? Obviously, once again, this is anecdotal. I'm sure there's people who've gone through it and didn't, but the ones I've seen and interacted with when they come out the other side, wow, like stellar human beings, man. Like you've been through struggle. You've come through it. You, you've persevered. You were so self-aware, so humble, so wise, and, and so giving to those around you. Just like just a genuinely good person to be around. And then you look at the other side, the people who haven't gone through all that, who haven't recovered from their trauma, haven't gone to therapy, haven't looked into things. Uh, they're not exactly as fun to be with sometimes, you know. And then when you are around them, it's just like, dude, you don't really treat people around you well. Like you need to be knocked down a little bit sometimes. And so it's just, I don't know. Those are things that pop in my mind when I think of recovery. And I was very specific when I said not just sobriety, but recovery. Right, 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 right. I think there's a misnomer that just because somebody stops using, which I think is commendable and, and I would recommend, um, you're not done, right? Like mm. when you're the sober part is great, but all the sobriety does is enable you to then take advantage of the tools to go into recovery. Yes, sir. And recovery would be actually, Hey, why did I want to start using in the first place? You know, mm -hmm. like, what was I feeling? What, like addressing all those, you know, things, all those, all that scar tissue that has been right. lingering around to help you stay sober. Um, that's the recovery part. And I think that, that that's the part I'm most impressed with. Like I look at not only yourself, but some of the other people I've had the, the fortune of meeting within mm -hmm. this community, you know, um, mm -hmm. and just got so many people. Like when I think of like the top 10 people that I know, that I would rate as far as like morals and, and just good human beings that I, like I would be proud to know almost all of them are in recovery. Right on. Like, and that's, I think that that's says cool. a lot coming where you're, when you, where you came from when I first met you. <laughs> yes. Not, yes, not that you were hateful, but I remember you being open and honest about yeah. your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Well, I got all my, <laughs> I got all my impressions of right. what it means to be an addict from, from 80s addicts. And, and, well, 80s and 90s TV, movie, news. Let's just say it's not good, right? Like they're not. And not uh, only that, uh, and the reason why I only got it yeah. from those is because that's the only ones I had access to. Yes. There wasn't a lot of people talking yeah. about, hey, I've been in recovery for X amount of years. Right? The only time I heard of addiction was when somebody was getting arrested, when somebody's hurting somebody else. You know, when you're trying to avoid injury or harm because that person is this. Like it was yeah. nothing good at all. And I was never... Uh, like I was never uh, made aware of the massive amounts of people that are not only in recovering, but excelling. Right. Cause this isn't a new thing. This isn't like right. a 2023 thing. People have been going through recovery and changing the world for decades. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I just never, it wasn't talked about. Like I didn't really interact with that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and no, I just, I didn't have a great, idea of it when i was younger you're so right because i remember growing up and i was such a stoner and such a drug user that i remember it felt cool to know of all the famous people that were either stoners or drug users <laughs> yeah you know it was cool to talk about the edgar Allan pose and all that you know that dude is cocaine that dude did this you know that you know and like <laughs> we were talking about you know and dr dre very intelligent person sure. knew i'm gonna i'm gonna put a pot leaf on this album and i'm gonna sell millions one of the exactly best rap, rap albums, by the way. Yeah, one of the least smokers out there compared to how many people were smokers out there. And he goes and puts it together and throws it out there and saw... His partner made up for it, though. 
<laughs> yes, yes, he did. He still does. Oh, well, that's a great, that's a great example. Snoop, when Snoop quit smoking pot for a while, what happened to his ratings and everything? <laughs> his music didn't it went down completely. It went down to nothing, man. I mean, he went back to smoking so quick. I think Martha Stewart came out and says, "Brother, you better pick that stuff up back again. You better not drop it." That's a weird pairing, too. By you the way. are what you are, Snoop. Pick it up. Yeah, he was not allowed to quit. <laughs> the moment he tried to quit, he saw nobody cares about yeah. you, Snoop, unless you're yeah. smoking. So, you know, things like that. I mean, Cheech and Chong is another good thing. You know, like Chong got all the attention afterwards. Cheech, as soon as Cheech came out and says, I, I really don't smoke, I don't do any of that stuff. Cheech, his career stayed stagnant. Well, I Chong, think on the other hand, by being what he is, stayed a stoner, stayed acting like a stoner, selling bongs, you know, just that image. Yeah. Well, Cheech like went into that. movies and stuff and. Or other movies other than Stoner yeah, but n- never the same. It was oh, almost no. like it, 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 Cheech went through the Henry Winkler stuff. It's like <laughs> yes, you know yes. Henry. As soon as we found out Henry Winkler, that's what you really talk like. It was like you're not yeah. the Fonz. Oh no, yeah. I never want to see you again. Don't don't even come on TV, bro. I, I will never see Cheech other than Cheech and Chong ever. I, like Correct. if I even hear the word Correct. Cheech, it's Can't just do it. nope. No, we only want to see him as Cheech. <laughs> Dude, I never want to see Henry Winkler pl- not play the fonts. I hate when Henry Winkler plays oh, that real dude. soft guy that he kind of is. Yeah. Hi, that real meek. Dude, you're yeah. the fonts, bro. Do never talk like that. Dude, yeah. I don't care if it's a fake it. Fake it till you make it. Fake it. Fake I will it. never uh, see Cheech without picturing him in the van that's smoking as they're driving down the road. Oh, bro. They <laughs> Was that up so in smoke, good. I think? They were so yeah. good. I wasn't even a stoner, but I thought those movies Better. were hilarious, man. I was, and I loved it. Well, and that's, you know what? That kind of feeds into the problem, if I'm honest, right? Like, yeah. uh, metaphor. Uh, psychologically speaking, right, or metaphorically mm-hmm. speaking, right. you know, I have at least five or six movies that I can think of where they glamorized and glorified drinking and drug use. Of course they did. Or they made it look absolutely terrible, right. Right? right? I can't think of any movie or show right now where they glorified recovery. I can't, I can't think. I'm not saying there isn't one. I'm just saying it's not so relevant that it immediately pops to my mind it's so bad it's so bad that even that that one show where that dude walks with a cane you know dude that's a doctor walks with oh, a house, cane. house md love that show. He, they, they, they yeah he's like an active addiction at the time yeah and they glorify him like yes. that that is what we do we we do glorify that stuff way so much yeah and what i want to remind you all is that while you're glorifying and go like yeah yeah i can wait and we're laughing about it and it's entertaining because it is but it's entertaining like a wreck is entertaining. It's good <laughs> yeah. until you're in it. Yeah. It's entertaining like a, a like a fight is entertaining. Like we all watch fights, at least I do, you know, on social media. Until you're in it. Until you're the one getting stomped. Yeah. It's great and funny until it's your grandmother that just got punched by, by somebody that was walking by. So you could say whatever you want to say when you're not the victim of it. Well, that's why I think and there's people out there suffering. So yeah, there's people out there. That's yeah. why I think the truth campaign was so effective. It's because, yeah. like, they were bringing truth to, like, hey, yeah, I know they yeah. keep showing people in movies smoking and how cool they are. Okay, yeah. that may or may not be true in your life. Right. But this is also true, and they started showing, like, hey, wait a minute, you get cancer and you lose your, you know, right. you lose your 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 jaws and all sorts right. of stuff. And so, like, right. I think we're missing that when it comes right. to recovery. Like, we're missing this this right. uh, this beacon of recovery. Right. This like, hey recovery's cool kind of a thing i mean i know we have some rock stars right. who kind of try to go out there but like sadly by the time they figure that out they're kind of not really in the mainstream anymore which good for them they recovered but they're not really 
quote unquote cool anymore. Like we need we need young blood. We need somebody out there who is in the 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 prime, right? Like I swear, I, I, Tebow should have been that dude, even though technically speaking, he wasn't in recovery. But he was as close as we got as like a good wholesome person who right. was popular and everything else. We're missing the recovery version of that, right? The yeah. guy that's in recovery or the girl that's in recovery that promotes it, talks about it, and makes it look good. We, we, we got some, and then they do something stupid or something <laughs> stupid from their past comes up, yeah. like Russell Brand. Thank you very much, brother. Uh, you know, I hope yeah. you're innocent, but, you know, yeah, innocent until no. proven guilty. We shall see. Yeah, but oh Even my the God. stuff that he admitted to that just doesn't look good, right? It oh might not be God. illegal, but it doesn't look good. So, so, so let me let me go here because I I think, and I know we have to kind of end it, stuff. I got a patient. I got to go see, but but tell me what you think about this. We can actually reward everyone, not just those in recovery. We can reward everyone for living a clean lifestyle. We have full capability of drug testing, right? Sure. So we could mandatory. And the reason we can do it mandatory is because you can choose not to work. You can choose to be unemployed. We could mandatory drug test every single working individual in the United States and reward them with a weekly bonus for every positive, every negative drug test. Could we, we could not, do that. Would that be constitutional? If yeah, because it's voluntary. Go, you go be an entrepreneur. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you work anywhere that get, receives federal money, if you work with anyone that receives state money, then you will be subject to mandatory drug testing weekly. But the positive is this. It's voluntary. And you'll get a bonus every week. If you receive any state or federal money, okay. every week you have to pass drug tests or else you can't receive that money. People look at this like that would be unconstitutional like you just no, said I like, right? I, like, well, I like what you just said as far but, as voluntary but but the issue is this we have to stop enabling the problem yeah. and, it, and it's not for those of you that can do it okay it's for all the ones that cannot because the ones that cannot affect a lot more people in a very negative and harmful way than all of you that can do it okay affect people in a positive way let me let me say that again just in case you couldn't follow for every person that is out of control due to a substance use disorder, they affect many more people in a negative way than any one of you that is using it in a social okay way affects people in a positive way. Therefore, we should approach it in a very drastic way to try to not enable those that do have jobs, that are getting federal funding, because it's costing all of us millions of dollars. And you could help save an addict's life by forcing them to weekly do something they wouldn't normally do, because that's what the disease is doing. The disease is forcing them to do things they don't want to do. The disease is forcing them to behave in ways they don't want to behave. The disease is forcing them to, to create actions that they don't want to create. So they're already being forced. So for that same person, to then voluntarily work in a system that pays them some money and they therefore get bonuses weekly for not doing it is a lot better of an idea than the other idea we heard some people say before that they say, remember this idea through, was thrown out there. Why don't we pay criminals for not committing crime? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. that's a stupid idea. Yeah, no, and I, I think I there's a lot of ideas idea. out there that are stupid ideas, but I would love to reward every single high school student, every single middle school student, every week you're clean, we give you money. 
Every single week you're clean, we give you a reward. Every clean person, not just some, not just addicts, not just non every person, if we do that up until a certain age, then we get past the age of pain. You understand? I, I, there, I, there's a drastic well, thing that we could do right there, and I think that would be effective. The more you talk about that, the more I actually like that, right? Because it, it goes into the whole thing we know about punishment and and um, uh, acc- accolades and stuff, right? right. Positive right. reinforcement. Right. Because they already have stuff to where if you fail the drug test, you get fired or whatever. Like, they already right. kind of have that. Yeah. And it's not much we of a just don't enforce that stuff. But what I like the idea of, like, an employee rewards program. Like, you, you know. Yeah. You don't have to participate, but if you do and you come out clean, then we're going to reward you with money. Y and Z. Uh, I kind of actually like that. Matter of fact, my first thought was trying to figure out a way to do it here in my house with my kids. Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as they start to get older, but like, look, man, I trust you. But, you know, every week that I give you something, you know, I, I don't know. I like the idea of that. It sounds very, um, I like it. Thank you, sir. Well, because the younger generations, especially, right. they all think it's cool. They all yeah. think vaping's cool. They all That's think you got to reward them. Cool. Yeah. Start rewarding them now. Start yeah. rewarding them for doing the right thing right now. Instead yeah. of it, see, we're always just like it's an expectation, right? Yeah. And then the bad thing is that so many of our role models, like the, the 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 top of the food chain, they're all doing it so much that they're making our young kids be okay with it. But but that's top of the food chain. They can do it, and it doesn't affect them that way. But it does affect some of your kids that way. Like just because somebody that's the Michael Jordan of their sport can smoke pot and still be a professional athlete doesn't mean your child can smoke pot and even get out of dang high school yeah some of your kids can't even get out of high school but but when you are when you talk to them about it they they want to go yeah but that dude does it yeah but that dude he's already an attorney or that dude's already an athlete star athlete you're not that's not who you are yeah you're already not even expected to even go to college and then you're gonna put yourself backwards and, and give yourself a harder chance at succeeding in a very tough environment. This is a dog-eat-dog world. I don't care who's running it. Don't you think just because you ain't running it, it ain't dog-eat-dog. Look around your own neighborhood. Don't tell me your neighborhood ain't dog-eat-dog already. So if your neighborhood is dog-eat-dog, just imagine if you tried to go to someone else's neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Your own household may be (laughs) dog-eat-dog. Try telling your parent what to do. Before you go out there and try to tell a neighbor what to do or someone in the other side of the street or the tracks try to tell them what to do. You can't even control your own environment. We all need to step up, but we got to do it in a drastic way. We all got to support it. But most of all, all of you in recovery, thank you very much for doing what you do. I appreciate you because what you do is you help inspire someone who's out there that wants to be a mom to her kids. She just doesn't think she can. She wants to be. She didn't mean to leave her kids in the car when she went into the dope man's house. But that drug was calling her hardcore heavy, and many of you don't even understand what that sounds like, what that feels like. I want to put my arms around her. I want to hug her and say, look, I don't agree with you today, and I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't be okay with your behavior today. But I will love you through it. If you want to come out the other side, I know how many lives you can save on the other side. 833 now matters if you want to be part of that. 833 now matters. Call the now matters more foundation. Get some help today. All right? All right, Trinity, close us out because we got to go. Uh, no, I think that's it. That- we just hit it on the head, man. Recovery is possible, and uh, it's cooler to be a, the, a good person than it is to be a high person. Amen to that. All right, take it away, Shaw. Let the all-good brothers come in, do their music deal. I saw them at Recovery Month. They were at the band, Shell Trinity. They were they were, they were were doing their music, man. I love all-good entertainment, and so they're coming on right after us. From all of us here on uh, the Couch Live, adios, amigos. Time for a taco. Goodbye. <laughs>